0: Welcome to Episode 9 of the Optimist Futures Podcast. In this episode, your host Matt Zimberg explains to the audience how an individual can measure their futures trading performance. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results you should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition optimist futures llc is not affiliated with nor does it endorse any trading system methodologies newsletter or similar service we urge you to conduct your own due diligence have you been looking for practical advice to take your trading career to the next level Can't decide on which platform to trade on? Fearful of the current state of the market? Look no further. Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management concepts, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the market. For futures trading platforms, deep discount trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Now, here's your host, independent broker veteran and CEO of Optimist Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hi guys, this is uh, Matt from Optimist Futures. Today's
1: topic is, how do you measure your futures trading success? So, what I would like to do is give you certain parameters that you will use in order to measure your trading success. Before I get into that, let me talk about intuition versus data. I've been in trading for a long time. I spoke to many successful traders and money managers, and there's one thing that is common to many of them that have been in the business for a long time and have been successful at it. They measure their performance and they rely on data. They rely less and less on their intuition. What I'm gathering from all this is that if I was to ask them about their intuition, they would say it's one thing, but their data showed them something else. So essentially what they've learned is to rely on something more objective, which is data. And this is what you should do. I'm sure that when you start out as a trader, an investor, a long-term trader, a short-term trader, you have certain intuitions about the markets and your own behavior. But the minute you put it on paper, the minute you start quantifying it, it becomes completely different, okay? So the idea here is that you get to the point that you look at data and not just say, I feel or I think or it seems like and so forth. Okay, so let's go into the parameters that measure your success as a trader. And by the way, this applies to all traders, whether you're a long-term trader or you're a swing trader or you're a short-term trader, I believe that you can always use these parameters. So the first parameter is drawdowns. Basically, it measures the fluctuations that your equity goes through. You can measure it during one month, three months, six months. Obviously, this kind of measures should not be evaluated on a daily basis. But drawdowns in your equity are extremely important because basically what you're learning is the amount of dollars that your trading account goes through through its ups and downs through its worst periods and through its best periods and how long it takes you to recover from your worst periods so again learn about the drawdowns of your method now many traders don't want to address that they don't want to think about the fact that their account can go down 20%, 30%, 40% or sometimes even 50% before it recovers but it happens and so this kind of data, learn not to ignore it, but rather work with it, evaluate it. And obviously, your goal is to become better at what you do. Um, your goal is to make yourself better at it. So the idea is, is to expose to it and not just ignore things like that. Let me give you an example. Let's say you start with a $25,000 account. In year one, as a trader, you end up with $30,000. Again, just hypothetical and past performance is never indicative of future results. But let's say you end up with 30,000 dollars. Now you evaluate throughout the year, and your 25,000 went as low as 15,000 and then recovered to its high of 30,000. Obviously, you went through um, a big drawdown. Now you need to evaluate how are you going to reduce it? So maybe in year two, you could have the same gain, but at the same time, you will not go down to 15,000. Maybe you would go down only to 20,000. So Again, the idea is to shrink as much as possible within your method the drawdown or change of method if necessary. The second thing that you should consider are ratios. There is a number of ratios. I'm going to provide a link if you're in SoundCloud or if you're listening to this on our blog. I'm going to provide a link to you guys about all the ratios that you should use. But essentially, again, those are objective ratios. You have sortina ratio you have the sterling ratio you have the sharp ratio you have the mar ratio all those ratios measure something so learn to trade with ratios at the end of your trading period plug in the numbers and see the risks that you take on every single trade the third thing is to have some sort of a benchmark so some sort of an index now some of you may trade gold or crude or grains. And that doesn't necessarily have a benchmark. However, um, if you trade equities, you can measure it across the Dow. You can measure it across the S&P. And basically, it gives you an idea of whether you were able to beat the index or you're underperformed it. And that's important. So there is something that you compare it to. The fourth thing is expectancy. Expectancy is the amount of risk that you take On a per trade basis now back in the day i wrote an article and you can find it on google i'm going to link it here as well it's called positive expectancy is more important than your last futures trade so basically what i'm saying with that and the reason i chose this topic is i want you to start looking at every single time at every single risk i apologize that you take on every single trade so the idea is not just be happy with the winning trade, which is your last trade, or, or get depressed over a losing trade, but rather start looking at every single time at the risks that you take on every single one. As you see, my approach on this is always from the risk side, not from the reward. Everybody could live with the reward. But the idea of analysis, looking at numbers, ratios, and everything else, that's the analysis that you should approach from the, and again, and come from the risk side. Another measure that I think that would help you, it would be uh, the profit versus the range. So for example, if you're a day trader and you trade the e s S&P and the range was, let's say, again, hypothetically speaking, 50 points, and you were able to take 25 points out of it, well, that's great. But what if you were able to take only two points or five points, then you have to ask yourself, okay, what did I do wrong? You know, why Why wasn't I able to max out on the range? But also, as a swing trader, you can take the ranges of three days or a week, or as long as you're in the trade and start measuring that. So basically, what you do is you take the amount of points that you were able to gain or lose and compare it to the range that was provided to you from the markets, of course. The next parameter is the growth of the account. and. This is where people micromanage it. One of the most important things is to look at prolonged periods of time, not every day. Every day in itself, and I know this is money, I know it's easy to sit here and say, well, just don't look at it every day. But the truth is the truth. You can't measure success on a daily basis, whether you had a good day or a bad day. You have to measure the growth over longer periods of time. And you have to measure it over three months, six months, a year, and so forth. If you look at some commodity trading advisors, for example, or people who have a lot of assets under management, and you look, for example, at five-year performance, 10-year performance, or even 15- or 20-year performance, you would see that it's not always consistent. So you can average things and say the average gain was and the average loss was, but Essentially, the growth of the account over time or lack of really measures and you know, all the fluctuations that your equity goes through, that your method goes through. So it's important to look at longer periods of time. I suggest three, regardless of your method, whether you're a day trader or swing trader, start looking at periods such as three months, six months, and a year. The next parameter is the time of the day for your gains and your losses. This is a little bit more for day traders, I admit. However, it gives you an idea of where your method might work best or where it fails. Let me give you an example. Let's say that the most, let's say you're an a mini S&P trader, and let's say the most amount of gain that you have is always between 9.30 and 11, right? So now you know that your method is best for that. Let's say that the most amount of losses occurred between 12.30 and 1.30, right after lunch, let's say Eastern time. So now you know this is the worst time for you to trade. So start measuring when you're making the most amount of gains and the most amount of losses. Put it in an Excel spreadsheet at the end of every day. And I think it would, it would help you out. Again, when you gather data, you will start seeing patterns about your trading that you did not see before. And you would be able to change it accordingly again you know the idea in trading is always to improve your trading i'm going to tell you this i know there's a myth out there that there's some trading gurus that get up in the morning and they know the markets nobody knows what the next day will bring there are experienced people but those people don't think for a minute that they just rely on their intuition they rely on data and their intuition, and their experience. So it's always a combination of all, okay? And I don't believe that somebody has an intuition to, to, um, to a degree where he can just rely on that, regardless of how many years they traded. So the ongoing, as a trader, you always have to do an ongoing analysis. This is your homework. Your homework is basically starts when your session stops. So when you stop trading, your homework starts forever. Let's go to the next parameter, and it's your average win versus your average loss. Basically, this is where you measure what your method does in terms of wins and losses. Let me give you an example. You will see, the bottom line in all of this is to see the net, all right? You want to see the net results. Let me give you an example. Let's say that your average win is $300 but your average loss is 250 right? So now you have $50 gain every single time between the gains and the losses. And again, over a longer period of time, of course. Now you can start thinking how to minimize it and max out others. So it's important to know your average win and your average loss. Not just every single one of them, right? The average of all of them, which is very important as well. The next parameter is the biggest win and the biggest loss, and I wrote this down specifically because there are traders out there that unfortunately, because of one loss, have destroyed their account. There's no other word to use it, but really that's what it is, or they shrunk it substantially if I was to be nice about it. And the reason is because either they were over leveraged or they carried it for too long or they weren't able to cut their losses short but essentially it's important to look at your loss because you're not only looking at numbers at this point you're looking at your method and you're also looking at your personality and this is where you have to evaluate where can i assume less risk and why do i need to change about myself not to take such losses in the market now I'm going to tell you this. Every experienced trader has gone through a period of losses. There's no such thing that somebody was born a natural trader. Every single trader had to cope with it at some point in his or her trading career. So it is important that you acknowledge that. I hope that it never happens to you. But nevertheless, learning from other people's experience and knowing that it happened, just realize, don't think that you are immune to any of that. Essentially, it could happen. So think about risk, okay? Now, I also measured the biggest win. I want to give credit, obviously, to those who had a really big win as well in the market. And throughout the year, they were able to bring their account substantially because of the biggest win. That's also something to analyze. How were you able to take it? What's good about your method? What in your personality allowed you to Take advantage of such an opportunity and so forth. The last one is the average time that you're in a trade. Okay, this is the last parameter that I chose. I'm going to talk about it now and explain to you. However, before I do that, I just wanted to tell you that you can make your own parameters as well. Okay, so it's important. And what I'm telling you here is just something that I felt it's important to share but there are there could be other parameters that you have that you can come up with or other people have advised you with so i don't want you to think that what i say here is the bible it's just something that i thought is important and i'm sharing with you so again going back to the average time in a trade i would assume this is more also for day traders but let me give you an example let's say that you see that every time you win and every time your profit comes by, it's your average time in the trade is three minutes. Yet, when you lose, your average time in the trade is 15 minutes. What does it tell you? It tells you that essentially your profits are occurring really, really fast. So maybe the time to realize that your, that your setup is no longer valid should be shorter and you shouldn't wait 15 minutes, right? So maybe if you shorted, the time periods was shortened, for example, that if you're not, let's say, profitable within five minutes, what would be the loss? Maybe you would be able to minimize it. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes time is your best friend, but sometimes time works against you. It really depends on your method. That's really what it is. I cannot tell you whether time is a good factor or a bad factor for you. Somebody who's an investor, he might say, look, it's great with time. You know, things. it takes a long time for good things to happen. If you're a short-term trader, maybe time is not not a benefit to you. So this was the last one. I appreciate your uh, attentiveness, and I appreciate you coming to the podcast again. I look forward to talking to any of you. If you want to call me, you're more than welcome. Go to our site. It's optimisfutures.com. Would love to earn your business as well as a futures trader. And I hope I was able to help you as well. That's it, guys. Until the next podcast, all the best. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at optimistfutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast.